understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Guys, real quick, today's episode of The Stranded is sponsored by none other than Instapodcast. If you've never heard of Instapodcast, that's my podcast management agency, and there's nothing wrong with a shameless plug, right? My podcast management agency that we started in 2019 with the intent to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives just like yourself connect on one of the most popular platforms on the internet right now that allows you to have true intimacy and vulnerability with your audience, and that is podcasting, to share your story, to share your message, your experience, and your knowledge through one of the most powerful mediums. And what we did was take away the hardest, most difficult part of it. We do the tech and the production for you so that you get to focus on the two most important things, which are content and marketing so that the world can hear your message. Because I know one thing I know for certain is that you have a message that can put words to something that someone else is experiencing that they don't know how to put words to. And so it's time to put your message out there. But the problem is, is you're scared of how much work it's going to take. And Insta podcast takes away all of the work for you so that you can focus on what's most important about the podcast, which is just delivering and serving your audience. So run over to instapodcast.com right now, schedule and book your first call with one of our reps or me, and we will get you started with your popular podcast. What's up guys, and welcome back to the Stranded Phase podcast. I'm your host, your girl, Jessica Hurley, and man, I am recording this episode in February 2021. If you're a longtime listener or somebody that's been in my DMs trying to figure out what the hell is going on, or you're new to this, I have not done a podcast episode in over six weeks, y'all. Six weeks. And if you've been around for a while, the Stranded Face podcast has been out now for three years. This is my baby, my whole ass passion project. I brought people on a journey with me when I didn't know what entrepreneurship was and I wanted to ask questions and I wanted to get unstuck and I wanted to have that same mindset and I wanted to understand how people make these decisions, take these risks, are willing to fail just to see a level of success and above average that most people in a lifetime will never witness or be a part of. To getting to where I am now three years later and taking you on this journey with me of hitting six figures twice in one year, having the best year ever, realizing I'm just getting started, starting the business of my dreams, damn near throwing it away, failing, hurting, risking it all, hurting again. Like this has been hard and I've taken everyone with me on this journey as transparent and as vulnerable as possible, shown you things inside my personal life, my journey with hypnosis, meditation, uncovering my soul, understanding who I am, what I want, where I want to be, how I want to impact the world, when I made uh, revenue, when I didn't, when I failed, when I struggled, when I had imposter syndrome, all of the things. I've literally been as transparent and vulnerable as possible on this journey so that in hopes that this can help you. And if I were completely honest with you, I don't know why I'm like this, but this is all I know how to do. I don't know how to do anything else. I've had people, close friends before, tell me not to share so much, not to be so vulnerable about my childhood, not to say so much about my parents, not to tell everybody everything when it's happening. But that's one thing I've always been able to stand in is that I simply know from my life, that's not 
true. It's not true. It's not a pity party. I wasn't made with that hard exterior shell. It feels like I have to keep quiet. Maybe that's the blessing and the gift that my parents gave me. You know, I've met so many women that say that it was, you know, what happens in our household stays in our household. They were taught not to share. That never happened to me. And so maybe that was the gift because I have never felt like I went through something to not shortly after feel like I was required to share it when I was ready and had a place to share it so that I could help someone else because I know I'm not the only person feeling those feelings and struggling and thinking that way and feeling stuck and feeling like I'm going to live here forever. And so it's taken me a really long time at the start of 2020 to uncover and unveil to you guys that this year already did not go as planned. As a matter of fact, I feel like my life was turned upside down, Up side down. My world right now looks the complete opposite than what I planned for it to be. So I am coming to you from the middle of a mess. And so let me caution you with this episode. It's completely unscripted. It's going to be the most authentic I've ever been. And when you end this, you'll probably feel like you heard the most stripped unashamed conversation that had no answers. And as entrepreneurs and problem solvers and women who are fixers, it's going to be so hard for you to listen to this episode and feel like what's next. And I want to caution you. There are seasons of our life that we are meant to feel, meant to transform, meant to change, meant to do the exact opposite of what we planned for because God's so much bigger than us. He's so much bigger than us. He's so much smarter than us. He knows better than us. And we had these finite, perfect plans. And this season is so different than what I thought it would be. And so you're going to want answers. You're going to listen to this and think, so what's next? What's the plan? And there are no answers right now. But it took me six weeks to get my stuff together, to get back on this microphone, because this microphone calls me to do nothing but tell the truth. That is all I've ever known. And even with it only being six to 7,000 followers a month listening to this podcast, I don't owe y'all anything. But in reality, I owe y'all everything. The group of people that have supported me, that have gone on this journey with me, that have been in my DMs asking me if I'm okay, saying that I always have something powerful to say, that I'm what they look forward to on a weekly basis, that I'm not showing up, that this doesn't make sense. Where am I? They're waiting on this. This is slowing them down. This is holding them back. They need me in their life. And I found myself in a season needing me in my life. Like I need another me. But this entire podcast was built on the premise of unwavering honesty, vulnerability, and sharing every single part of the journey as it evolves. Mine has evolved heavily. Like I said, these things shouldn't be skipped. They shouldn't be skipped. This is why I'm doing this because I feel like what is happening to me, I know 1000% that I am not alone. Girl, when I tell you this has happened to you, your sister, your cousin, your friend, your aunt, your every woman and sometimes men in your life, this has happened to and somehow, some way, we are expected to step in some level of masculine energy and operate as such and keep going and pretend like things never happen and not share because we live in this perfectly curated social media, Instagram world. And trust me, I'm a part of it. I'm heavy in it. But one thing I know that I was created for was to share it all. Share it all. When it's ugly, when it don't make sense, when it don't work, when you did the thing and it's still not happening, I was created to share it all. Most people would not share this. Like, let me be real. I have had mentors at a much higher level than me tell me, do not share this with people. Go on as if nothing happened. Show up, show up harder, show up better, show up louder. Use this as motivation 
conversation, but do not speak on it. And I just got to be real with y'all. Like I have had to come to terms with the fact that that is just not me. That is not me. That is not who I am. It's not who I've ever been. So I'll even get chastised for this. I will, but it's fine because I'd much rather help one of you feel like you're not alone. So let me break the ice. I was supposed to get, and if you've been following me for a while or you're new to this, let me give you a slight backstory. I have shared authentically that I have been in a relationship for almost seven years now with a partner of my dreams. Literally the person that pushed me into entrepreneurship. You know what? I even take that back about the partner of my dreams. I couldn't conceptualize a man like that. If I put on paper the man I thought I was going to be with versus what I got, God leveled me the hell up. God was like, oh, you want a three? I'm going to give you an eight. Here you go. Because this man pushed me on another level, even beyond resistance, my own resistance. Like I wanted to just get my master's degree and be average and have a family and make enough money to travel a little bit and survive. And I don't even think I ever thought of thriving because I've always been in survival mode. And I met a man that saw so much in me. He saw more in me than I could see in myself. He was beyond a mirror. He was so much more. And he pushed me and pushed me and pushed me to the point of, he experienced so much resistance on my behalf because I thought that that meant that he wanted me to be someone I wasn't. And he was telling me that everything that I had accomplished and who I was, wasn't enough. When in reality, this man saw more in me than I could see in myself because I look forward to the seven year mark and I am in places that I never could have conceptualized. And I use that word because I want you to hear me clearly. Like this wasn't a place that I thought of and said, okay, that looks great, but I could never do it. I just never even thought of this. I never thought that I could impact thousands. I thought I needed to be grateful for what I had. I needed to be grateful for helping the little 30, 40 people in this community. And I was, and it was amazing, but I grew out of that season. I would have been settling if I thought that that was all I could do. I thought I had to be grateful for what I was giving and the impact that I was making. And it was amazing while it was, but that's one of our biggest mistakes, ladies. We swear that we need to look at what we have and realize that it is enough. And wanting more is a problem. It's an issue. It's something that you saw in a movie that you need to let go of because you are ungrateful. You need to be more humble. You need to not want more. What is wrong with you? You have been given the life. You've got a man. You have a home. You have children. That's enough. But it's not because the thing tugging away at you is your purpose. It's your impact. If you don't believe that you were put on this earth for something that is so much bigger than you, and maybe that's not everyone, but it's a lot of us. You know it when you have felt like there is something more. When you looked out in your living room from your kitchen or you woke up one morning and you felt empty inside and you shook your head and you shook your body and you said, girl, get it together. You have kids. You have a man that loves you. You have a home. You have a good job. Your life is great. But you had this soul crunching, empty feeling in your stomach. Like what if there's more? Because there is more. And I knew that I had always felt that, but I never knew what it looked like. And God gifted me a man that knew exactly what it looked like. Maybe we didn't know the how, but the how it's always supposed to be a mystery. The how is built through action and confidence. The how, the strategy, you don't ever wait for that. There's no how, like remove that from your vocabulary. We didn't know the how, but he saw something in me and my impact and my current gifts and how they would be used to change and transform the masses that I could not see. So I've been in a seven year relationship with this man and I have shared our our relationship authentically everywhere because by nature, not by mistake, but by nature, I thought I would be with this man forever. And if I were completely honest with you, I still do think that. I think I met my partner for life. That is my partner in crime. That is my soul partner, like life partner. I wouldn't even say soul, like he's my soulmate, but we are soul tied. Like there's just, I can't explain it, but I've just never, I feel like I'll never experience that again in a lifetime. But the truth is, is that our marriage has been put on pause. Our relationship is no longer and we are completely separated. Now, somebody's going to be listening to this and be like, that is way TMI. You did not need to tell your audience that that is your personal business. I have toyed back and forth with that for six weeks. (sighs) 
But on the other side, ladies, I'm on a journey to make a million dollars this year. I want to make a million dollars so that I can have a bigger impact, serve more women, and give back in a way that I never thought was possible. I had to ask myself some tough questions at a recent business retreat. And when I had to put on paper what I wanted my impact to look like, what I wanted to do with my money, my mind was blank. And I thought, man, what has happened to me? Have I become just that bougie or just like money hungry or I don't know what I really want in life anymore? Did I lost that? And after journaling and meditating and talking to some women, I realized I just never thought I would get this far. I never thought beyond what I was doing and what type of impact I could have because I never thought I would get here. Never. I am right now, right this second, I am light years ahead of where I thought I could go. So I'll be damned if I ever daydreamed or imagined having a financial impact or giving back to communities, people, and women in the way that in the back of my mind, I've always wanted to. I released that a long time ago because I never thought that I would have the money or the financial stability to do so. But I am realizing without a doubt that that is where God wants me. He is pushing me. He is forcing me. He is making me use my gift and my talent and the money is flowing in abundantly to me, putting me in the right places and connecting me with the right people in order for me to do so. So I have to believe it. And so the reason that I am sharing this is one, my outlook on my abilities have changed. Two, whether you right now listening are trying to make your first six figures, you're trying to have your first $10,000 month, you're trying to have your first $5,000 month and you declare it and you claim it and you put it out into the universe and God starts to tug you, something else will tug tug back. It will pull you back. It will ask for more. It will rip people from your life. It will tell you it is time to shed some things that don't serve you. And maybe they're not forever. Maybe they're not for right now. Maybe the season is over. But in order for me to get you to that place of clarity out of this bubble and into the world, and I have to break you first. I have to break you first. Nothing, nothing beautiful, transformative, powerful that puts anyone in a place to serve on a level that just seems like magic and unfathomable. No great gift is given without pain. Not one, not one. And this is not me saying that you have to experience trauma to be worthy. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that the God I serve, there will be times where it will feel like he is breaking you, where you will find yourself saying, why me, God? Why me? Why right now? I can't do this. I was trying to make this impact. I was trying to make this amount of money. I was trying to serve my clients. And this, this right now, y'all, I ended 2020 feeling like, like a rock star. I was like, and not just because I was so financially secure, but it was just like, I get it now. My business runs fluidly. I hired a team. I delegated. I have more time. I can focus on growth. I can focus on scale. I can focus on value. I can take this thing to the next level. And I undoubtedly believe it. I actually believe it. I can see it. I can see it. Oh, I went into 2021 like half a million dollars. That's nothing. Let's go. Serving over a hundred women through my agency, serving thousands of women through my podcast, hundreds and thousands of women through my podcast and serving women on a high level through my business coaching program, it's done. Let's go. And God said, not yet, not right now, because you could get there because boy, you a hustler. I feel like he always looks at me and he's like, girl, you're such a hustler. Sit down. You could, you can, and I'll even give you some running space, but you're going to get real tired. You're going to burn out. And unfortunately, you're going to slowly become someone you're not because you've done the mindset work. You understand your business now, but I've been tugging at you for a long time to go on this spiritual journey with me, to understand me, to understand you, to understand more than just your childhood traumas, but how to dig fucking deep 
how to experience true forgiveness, how to meditate on a level that you can set the tone for your day and literally fill your own cup through your connection with a higher spirit. I feel like God said, don't worry, you're going to be a badass bitch. And I did say those in the same sentence, by the way. I feel like God said, don't worry, you're going to be a badass bitch, but I'm not going to let you serve on that surface level, girl. I'm not. It's not what I put you here for. You got a little misguided. I'm going to bring you back, but it's going to hurt first. I'm going to rip everything out from underneath you. And the crazy part is I know that. And I know you're going through that. You may have gone through that. You may have been there. You might be on the other side and understand this concept very, very well. But I know somebody needs me to be honest about this. Somebody needs to know that life does not go as planned. Somebody needs to know that things will shake the shit out of you to get you from where you're currently going to the right path to get you into the best possible opportunity that for most of us, I think we give ourselves too much credit. For most of us, we couldn't even see for ourselves. I know right now that everything that has happened, even things that ripped this relationship apart happened for a reason. Now, you're hearing me say this, and it sounds like I'm saying that my marriage to be, my relationship with my life partner, my family with our two children has completely been ripped apart. And you're telling me, Jess, it's because you have a bigger purpose in life. And I am. I'm telling you that I know everything happens for a reason, that I know what this time and this season is now for. I know what I need to do, and I'm damn sure going to make the best of it. But that's not the only reason why. And I'm uncovering this part because I want you to understand that on the surface, everything that you see from successful people to successful couples to couple goals to all the things that you see that you think are everything that you've ever desired, there is always a mess underneath. And let me peel back the layers for a second. This is not me saying that Chris and I fought a lot. If you are close to us, we actually never fight. (laughs) Literally, we never fight. We fight once or twice a year. We joke around and say that seven years later, we still enjoy being around each other and never really want to run from each other at all. But I met Chris when I was 24 years old. I spent the majority of my life until I was, I'm about to be 32, where I was figuring out who I was alongside a partner that I undoubtedly, unconsciously or subconsciously made decisions to be a better woman to eventually become his wife. And I know that sounds so shallow, but it's true. I basically grew up in this relationship. I was just becoming like a real woman when I met Chris. I had my first, like I had had multiple careers, but I had my first real career where I was making really good money at the time. I was stepping into my magic, who I could be showing up, you know, as a version of myself that I thought pleased everyone around me. And I grew up as a woman, as a mother, as a, you know, crafted my talent and my skills and became more of Jessica inside this relationship. So I'd be a fool or a liar to sit here and say that I didn't make some decisions subconsciously to become more of a woman that I thought he needed as a wife. Because that's always been the ultimate goal, right? We want to get married. We want to have children. We want to be someone's best friend, their partner, and spend our lives with someone. And I'm not saying that I still don't have a goal of that. But over seven years, we have grown together. We've also changed. We've grown into more of who we are or who we're not. We are two people on two completely different paths. And it all came to a head without a doubt for a reason, because it happened at the very top of this year of 2021, when I thought everything was set in stone, it was planned, our wedding was planned and actually got canceled because of COVID. But we were supposed to get married this year. We were pushing through and this all happened for a reason. And now that we look back on the decision we made, there's so much clarity on what wasn't how our human needs weren't met any longer.
longer that we both love very differently in relationships and neither of our needs were met, that we had grown apart in ways that we didn't even realize that our partnership wasn't so perfect. We still believe that we are two of the best communicators in the world, but we'd gotten so far away from the things that made us love each other so much. So I say this from a place of grace and growing and spending six weeks sitting on this that I can undoubtedly say that this happened for a reason and that there is so much growth on the other side of this. Just the fact that this decision alone has pushed me and him to spiritual healing separately and working with a spiritual healer, just the things that we have uncovered individually was worth the entire decision because neither one of us would have ever done that work on this deep of a level had we not chose to separate. And trust me, you hear my voice now and I might sound like one of the strongest level-headed human beings, but it was not like this. I have had the most emotional roller coaster in the last six weeks that has made me sick to my stomach, made me want to throw up, made me not be able to function, left me laying in bed, depressed, sad, confused, yearning, trying to figure out why I thought I had what I had and now I don't, feeling like my family is torn apart, not understanding what's going on, wanting to yank it back, wanting to control the outcome, to finally get me of a place to know that I'm in the middle of a mess, that we are in the middle of a mess. And sometimes things happen and you just have to choose to make the best of it and understand that the universe and the God that you serve, everything happens with intention. It just feels painful right now to only bring you clarity and change and transformation later. Trust me, three weeks ago, I was blind. I couldn't even fucking see that. I couldn't even believe that. I was all the way on the why me train. God, why me? But over time, just over the last three weeks, I've uncovered so many things where I fucked up. Choices I made, losing myself in this relationship, losing my confidence, not dressing up anymore. Like, man, y'all, I got out of my shell recently and realized I love getting fly and dressing up. Why did I stop doing this? Why did I think this was unimportant? Where did I lose myself? My confidence? What happened? My friends? I realized within a couple of weeks, oh my God, you neglected some of the most amazing people ever. Why? God has sent you so many supportive women in these last few seasons of your life and you should have without a doubt clung to them because they are here to love you and support you and for you to pour back into them and exchange value with them and you held them at a 10 foot pole distance because you were scared you were afraid you'd get off track you were afraid to let someone love you on that level you hate having expectations for other people because you think they'll just let you down and just letting amazing women in that were already there they'd just been waiting outside the gate for me to let them in I thought oh my god all this feminine energy it reached charges me. These people recharge me. They make me feel amazing. I neglected these people for years, not just because of my relationship, but because of my business. I neglected my friends. I lost my confidence. I lost myself. I stopped having fun. I felt like I had to be on the straight and narrow just to perform at an adequate level in my business and in my life. Spiritual healing, childhood trauma, going to a spiritual healer and her putting me through an exercise where I was walking up a green staircase and had to look in a mirror and was asked what I saw and I saw something change chasing me. And it wasn't anything demonic. It was playful only to find out that it was me. It was my childhood. It was younger me looking at me, worried, scared, wanting me to hold her hand where I left her. And I altered my personality during childhood trauma. And she's still waiting on me to tell her it's okay. I spend ample time in my life and inside my business and inside my relationship, trying to force myself to believe that fear is not real. Dealing with 
heavy amounts of fear, feeling like it's not going to be okay, feeling like I'm not protected, feeling like I need to overexert myself to protect myself, all because of worthy self-worthiness, lack of self-love, and just learning who this girl is authentically, 100% at her core, and just fucking loving her. Where the truth hurts the most is finding that version of me cannot be done under a roof or inside of a relationship, under a roof with someone that I share life with, that I have to pour into as a partner that is whole and the same goes for him. The man that I love dearly would sacrifice anything for. My best friend, we both have some wholeness to do, some work on becoming whole. And we realized very clearly that no matter how bad we want to maintain our family, how bad we want to love each other deeply, these things will keep happening. They can either be healed in this relationship or they can be healed in the next one, or they will just keep going on and on and past and on from person to person to person. It's not the person, it's the trauma. So we can't do this under one roof anymore. We can't do this inside a partnership. We have to do it separately. So before I end this episode, I want to make this clear. This is coming to you from the middle of a mess. I don't have the answers. I don't know what's next. I am patient. I'm ready. I believe everything happens for a reason. And I'm going to enjoy every inch of me inside and out for these next couple of months as I explore how to love me again, how to see me so that I don't need you to see me, so that I don't need my partner to see me, how to just see me and be proud of me without anyone else's validation. Explore things that I avoided because of motherhood. I got lost in motherhood. Explore things that I avoided because I was focused on maintaining a relationship. I'm going to take my time with this and explore every single inch of me, but I don't have the answers. I don't know what's to come and that is okay. That's the season I'm in. I went from thinking I was going to hit the ground running in 2021 and get this business to the next level and make all of this money and impact all of these people. And I still will. But I know God gave me this solidarity, this financial stability to get to this point, to slow down and do this work because it's inevitable. So coming to you from the middle of the mess, before I close, I'm going to do something that I've never, like you would never expect us to do. (laughs) I'm giving you an open eye to a second perspective because as women, we love telling our side of the story, right? And if you've ever done any mindset training, any spiritual work, you can train your brain to believe and tell yourself whatever story that you want. And the power in our healing and our choices daily is truly just retelling the story. reprogramming the story. Even if it hurt, it's so hard for us to relinquish relinquish that as women. It hurts. So I want to keep telling myself that story because if I tell myself any other story, then I'm lying to myself and I'm suppressing it. No, you're not. You're reprogramming your mind to not only forgive, but to release that trigger and to allow love into your space. And as women, we love to tell the hurt story. Woe is me. I am the victim. Trust me when I tell you there were two sides to this partnership at all times. And I don't disregard anyone's side to their story. So before I close this, I invite you to listen to the second perspective. I'm inviting you to listen to Chris's side of the story. My fiance, my partner, my life partner, my best friend has a version of this that he sees. I don't disagree. I don't call it wrong. I don't think. I just receive and understand the other side of this perspective. And so I invite you guys to hear it. And I just ask and caution you that you give us respect, that you listen in. And hearing it from a male's perspective, here's my hopes for you, because this is primarily women listening. Ladies, I I want you to really listen to me when I say this. Receive this. Be open to this, right? Men and women are so, so different. And it is so important that you just listen and receive with an understanding heart and open ears. Some of you may be dealing with this. Some of you may be wondering why your relationship feels stagnant or stuck. Some of you may be wondering why you and your partner couldn't work things out or why your man is like this. I really think he gives a really interesting and open perspective to some things that every single one of us need to hear. Again, it doesn't make him right, but he was authentic and willing enough to share his side of the story. And I think that this 
this is really important that you listen in because it might save you or your next relationship. I'm sending you guys so much love. I love you so much. I appreciate you for giving me this authentic space and I invite you to listen to Chris's side of the story. Entrepreneurship and intimate relationships will be the wildest personal development you've ever been on in your entire life. Hi, my name is Chris Bruce. Most of you know me as Jessica Hurley's partner. The thing about it is that you've seen through the years us build an empire, us building podcasts and different businesses that has impacted the world, literally. What you haven't saw is the struggles, the challenges, and the things that we've went through in our relationship which ultimately led us to be separated today. Now I'm here to peel back the curtains to talk about the struggles that strong men go through to possibly help you to maybe be more understanding but also to see the battles that strong very successful men go through on an everyday basis so before we get into my story i want to give you a reference two books that have impacted my life and i promise you it will impact your life as well as if you are in a relationship your partner's life especially those two books one the way of the superior man way of the superior man by david dita the second book he motions even strong men struggle by td jakes you see a lot of us men have been taught some of the traditional things you know how to be a handyman and fix things around the house how to be a provider financially with making money where we can take care of our significant other or our family and children or even how to be good in the bedroom you know how to romance and make sure you woo a woman and make them fall in love with your good sex but the thing that we weren't taught was how to deal with some of the pain and emotions that we usually tend to put to the side. I truly believe that women are the most amazing creature on this planet. The things that I see that women are able to achieve and do and have is just amazing to see. And one of the things that I admire is that there has always been an outlet for women to be vulnerable to be vulnerable with their friends, talk about the struggles or problems that they have in other groups, going to therapy and things like that comes a little bit natural sometimes for women and even in church as well too. But it's not the case with men. With men, it takes a lot for someone to be vulnerable and open up to another man because vulnerability is shown a lot of times as weakness. In a society where things that are highlighted with men, where how many women have you slept with? How much money do you make? How many cars do you own? How many houses do you own? There's really no room for anywhere where you can feel comfortable with being vulnerable to somebody else. And so these struggles continue to happen all through a man's life until it gets to the point where they say, you know what, I need to go and start to really figure out myself and go down that personal journey. But to be honest, a lot of men don't. Some of them end up continuing living a life through pain and trauma and they continue on building on it and building on it and building on it. And they never really understood the core of where this even came from. Two, some of them even commit suicide. They have midlife crisis and they can't understand for the life of them why. So I'm here to talk about that and I want to explore because I know most of the women are going to listen to this, but understand what I'm going to be telling you through this message is that we need you women. We need you to have a space open for us to be able to talk about these things and not judge us and not make us feel bad for some of the things that at times will be very hurtful to even look at your man to think that he has this struggle. Now, there's six human needs that every person has. 
And I'm going to tell you these six human needs and I want you to write them down because based off of whatever is the most important to you or your partner will determine the fulfillment that your partner will need or yourself. And it also will determine how their life will end up continuing down the future. So one, security and certainty. Some people need to be certain and secure. And that is a very top need on their list. For others, it may be uncertainty and variety, right? A lot of entrepreneurs go through life running a business where they don't feel as certain and they need variety. But this is why we have the Elon Musk and the Jeff Bezos and the Jay-Z's and the Oprah's in the world. Then you have growth. Some people, that is a very big human need for them to continue their growing. If they do not feel like they're growing, they're dying. Another is love. And last but not least is significance. So I'm going to repeat those again. One, you have certainty and security. Two, you have uncertainty and variety. Three, you have growth. Four, you have love. Five, you have contribution. And six, significant. Now we're going to come back to these human needs and I'm going to tie this in to the story to see how this all makes sense. Let's talk about the struggle. So one thing you want to do is you really want to find out how your partner was raised. Do they come from a background where both of their parents are still together today? Do they come from a broken home? But it goes a little bit deeper than that. You want to figure out the relationship, the real relationship that that partner has with that mother and that father. Because that will always also impact the relationship you will have with them. Getting to know your partner's parents by themselves as an individual will also get you to understand more of who your partner is. Most of the time, a lot of men have both characteristics. Some of them are their father especially if they were around, and a lot like their mother. And when you study them individually, how they think, how they act in relationships, it will better help you to understand how your partner will be and the struggles that they will have as well. For me, I come from my mom and my dad never being together. They started off, had me, and realized that <laughs> it wasn't going to work out. But they co-parented very, very well. My mom married. Our relationship broke her to pieces. And she hasn't been remarried or really committed in a very, very serious, serious relationship since then. My dad on the other side, my dad has been through five failed marriages. He views love and everything else very differently. And so growing up, seeing all of this also gave me my outlook and my perspective on relationships. And when you combine a relationship with someone else that through thick and thin still has their parents successfully married and been in a relationship for 20 and 30 plus years, the way that they see life, the way that they view relationships is going to be totally different. Then you add on someone that is traditional in a sense of education, degree, getting a good career versus someone that is self-driven, motivated, doesn't see anything traditional at all, and an entrepreneur ready to take every single risk on, and you combine that together, it is going to have some very, very unique, crazy challenges. You see, many women think that once you get with a man and they realize that you're a good woman, that automatically all of the traumas and the experiences and things that they went through will just fall by the wayside and they'll be the perfect partner for you. Blaze, I'm going to give you harsh reality. That is far from the truth. <laughs> 
I blame the Disney movies of showing one side of how love and relationships looks like or should feel like. Yes, there's absolutely parts of the relationship where you should feel like a princess, where you should feel like you're the only woman in the world that your man sees. But the harsh reality is, if you start to dig deep in the things that I talked about when it comes to seeing their history, their parents' history, that your relationship is not going to be like that 24-7. Now, let's talk about one of the human needs that a lot of successful entrepreneur, heavy A-type driven men have, which is uncertainty and variety. Now, there's a lot of benefits to it, obviously, because it what drives them. It's what makes them successful because they don't need security or they don't want to just have a stable paycheck. They want to have more, right? They want to go out and take risks and bet big on themselves to be able to achieve these different levels of success. But that also comes with that's how they look at life all together. So in the way the superior man, it talks about these a type of people having desires for other women. Now, where us men get mistaken, Matt, is that even though we desire other women, there's a way where you can actually experience another woman without penetrating them. Yes, that's true. You can experience or even have some type of intimate connection if you have you if you want to say, for a small time. I know ladies going to be like, what the hell? That's, what are you talking about? But it's true. You can have an intimate conversation with somebody that never leads sexual, never turns to anything physical and still be able to get the energy that your soul is desiring, right? This could even come from your friend's friends. Now, the key to it is having discernment and understanding that the energies that you desire not to take it to the next level. That's where us men struggle with. I have struggled in my relationship with this is what made me sometimes step out on my partner, Jessica, right? It makes sometimes for us to make very bad short-term decisions that we don't think about, you know, how it can hurt the other person. So in reading The Way of the Superior Man, it talks about a situation like this. Let's just say you are with a Latina, spicy, hot tamale, very lot of energetic. You know you put that thing on your man. You ain't got to be Latina. It could be black, whatever. But you just spicy, just you very upbeat, a lot of energy. You come with that same energy in the bed, but that's your life all the time, right? That's the energy that you bring. Well, let's say if a man had a rough day in business, rough day, I'm talking about you got beat up, custom out or refund request or whatever the case may be. You may think that, well, let me just give my man sex to make him feel better and he can get over it because that's probably what you need to get over certain things. But sometimes a man just may need a back rub and just to talk to and just need some calm energy to calm them down. And what happens with some men is that we will sometimes think that since that is naturally not like the partner that we're with, then let's just say if your friend comes over in that time and they are kind of that person in the sense of this calming energy, they talk with them or whatever, it sometimes will have men jaded and really questioning, hmm, am I with the right partner? Because they don't seem to get my needs. But fellas, we got to start to talk about these things. We have to get vulnerable. We have to be unashamed and naked and have these conversations with our lady because what they don't know, they can't fix. Now, once we give that to them, once we open that door, we definitely have to, you know, see what happens. Now, ladies, I'm going to tell you this because this is another struggle that happened in our relationship is that when a man opens that door and they're being 
being vulnerable and they're explaining certain things, you have to be strong enough to understand that he's not coming at you to break you down. He's coming at you to be able to get more understanding about his needs or the things that he would like changed. Because this was a struggle in my relationship with me opening a door. And what happens is, is that us strong men at times, when we open that door and we don't see that, you know, it's easy for the person to walk through and we can have that conversation, we kind of get shut down because of, you know, a person feeling like you're criticizing them or it turns into a bad argument and things like that. And there's no room for communication around this. What happens is the man shuts down and that door never opens again. And this is the struggles and challenges that I realized that internally I was battling this whole relationship. You see, once again, there are things that happen with us men where we hold this pain and trauma and sometimes we don't even know how bad it is for us because we just push it under the rug, don't deal with it. We definitely don't talk to our friends about it. We don't go, you know, say, all right, let me just go randomly go to somebody like a therapist to talk about it. We brush it under the rug and we continue going on. Yeah, subconsciously, this thing is beating us down and not allowing us to really be unashamed and naked and open to our partner. Now, I'm not saying anybody's fault here. I'm telling you this because this is the challenges and struggles that happen in my relationship. And I want all of you listeners to be able to learn from this, to be able to make sure that these mistakes, if they are happening, how to correct them. And if they haven't happened, to make sure that they don't happen in the future. Now, ladies, I want you to understand that if your man was a player or had multiple women before the relationship, those desires will not just fall at the wayside as soon as you get in a relationship. Those desires will creep in in the middle of the night out of nowhere. Some of you may creep in the daytime, but they will randomly creep into a male's life. And so with you knowing that, I want you to be able to create a space where you can have a conversation around it. Now, some of you, you can take whatever alternatives you feel to maybe fill those desires or just at least having a conversation about what you can do to figure out a way that you can fix it or succumb to it or whatever, whatever you feel is right in your relationship. The biggest thing about for me is that being a person that works from home that, you know, is super successful, a millionaire, literally throughout the week is all I'm doing is at home. The desire for other energies and things like that is very strong. So when I am finally away, it's in heightened. It's almost like finally I'm out the cage and I'm able to, you know, do all these different things and enjoy these different people because for the most part, my life is a very successful person. I am in the house. So again, it goes back to the human needs. And the more you understand that person and what those, I really want y'all to do exercise because the more when you can come together and really figure out what are the, out of those six human needs, what are the two most important to you? When the one person is struggling, it'll be always easier to fix probably the problem or the struggle by knowing that, right? So for instance, with Jessica, I know with her, recognition and love is very top on her list, right? Two totally different human needs that is not on the top of my list. So there were things that if I would have known this or because I literally just found this out, these six human needs, and it makes so much sense. But there were times that if I would have saw in some of the things that I may have lacked in when it came to affection and showing the way of love that she needs to be loved, it would have definitely not caused some problems. Now, let me be clear with y'all guys. On a day-to-day basis, we're great. We've always been great friends. We don't argue 
regularly when we do is because of something big happened, which is about once or twice a year, but they're big. But we both, again, we have so many qualities and so many things that we've been able to do for each other, but our two human needs that are most important to us at times weren't met. And these were the reasonings why the challenges and struggles happened, which ultimately, again, led us to where we are today. Now, I don't know what our future holds, but I'm here to explain to you the struggles and the things that has happened so that way it can better help you ladies and men listening to this podcast, which ultimately happens a lot of times is that in our human needs that are most important to us and the things that we are most fulfilled with, we are pressing that to the other person in hopes of them doing the same thing in return to us. Let me explain. So once again, the human need for Jessica is love and recognition. And so at times when things have happened that big in her life, graduating, getting her master's, going on stage and speaking in front of, you know, tons of hundreds of people or even winning an award and me not necessarily having the energy or the excitement of the recognition that is happening and taking place was a thing of, hmm, this person may not love me or a thought of maybe I'm not good enough. The same thing when it comes to affection, right? Because love for her, the way she sees it is expressing it through touch and affection and things like that. Me growing up raised the way I was, I didn't see that as much besides with what our parents did with our children, with their children, excuse me. And so it was something that I definitely lacked in, you know, not all the time, but it didn't come regularly, right? But these are the things that she would always be very good at when it came to me. Now, these two things on my list aren't as important. So once again, when these things are happening to me, it's not fulfilling me. They're nice. It's cool when I can know that I can put my head on her, you know, stomach or head on her breast or whatever and lay there and talk to me or, you know, making sure that she recognizes me or gives me this praise and things on social media but all those different things they don't fulfill me they're nice they're cool but whether they did it or not it's not a fulfillment for me because it goes back to those two human needs my two human needs are certainty excuse me uncertainty variety and growth so let's go down the path of growth so one of the things that i saw in jessica the first day i met her and talking with her is that she has a gift of really getting a message and a story out it's such a gift because most people struggle with articulating a story that people could connect to and be able to be inspired and moved from. And I recognized that from day one. I met her when she was around 23 years old, 23, 24. And to this day, it was just like, wow. Now me being a person that again, my human needs grow. I feel like if I'm not growing, I'm dying. And I know that that is what changed my life. It's how I became a millionaire. It's how I've been able to achieve all these different ranks of success in my personal life and business as far as mentally is because of growth. Now, this has been a foreign, you know, thing to her, right? She's had levels of growth that happened traditionally with going through school and, and getting degrees and having a career, you know, making pretty decent money, you know, more than the average person in America. But my growth levels were way bigger. And so once again, that brought on its own challenge. So I started down the journey in this relationship to help Jessica see the things 
that I saw and heard that she didn't see. So many of you are listening to this podcast today because one point I forced her to turn on the mic and tell her story. I'll never forget that day because she was very nervous and scared and didn't think nobody would listen. And again, I knew this was her gift and that, which is my gift, <laughs> is seeing in other people what they can't see themselves. So going down this journey of pushing her down the self-development, becoming an entrepreneur, I'll be honest with y'all. It was a lot. It was challenging. It was as trying to push a thousand pound weight dumbbell up a hill. There was a lot of resistance. And to be honest with you, I know exactly why, right? This is not necessarily a human need of hers. She's already doing great in her life. Why does she need to grow in this way? Or why does she need to become an entrepreneur? And the truth of the matter is because again, this was a human need and fulfillment of myself. Now, before y'all see now the polished person who is very successful manages over 25 plus podcasts, you know, making six figures a year, but it was a challenge. It was a challenge pushing her to see this in herself. But what I realized was that in those challenges of pushing someone that at much times was very resistant to turning down these different things that I felt that I wanted to go down the journey with my partner with, what happened was it ended up me shutting down a part of that of letting her into my life. And what I mean by that is that throughout the resistance and pain that happened, the different arguments and different disrespect. And again, I'm not trying to shame or anything like that. Just being vulnerable, honest here. These different things just really had me shut off certain emotions. So that way I would not be hurt anymore. And again, it worked out. It worked out because of the simple fact. Now, some of you listening, your podcast is simply... <laughs> is distributed to the world because of her, because of the push that I gave her. But what I failed to realize was that the fulfillment that I was looking for, one, I wouldn't even let her have an opportunity to give back to me because I shut that part of my life from having so much pain of trying to get her to get to this level. And then two, the thing about it is, is that I don't even know if she knew that this was such a big fulfillment that I needed when it comes to having someone to literally really go down super deep levels of personal growth together. So I'm not going to talk too much more. I want you to really tap in with this episode and really just listen from her side of the view. And she has a lot to share that will help a lot of you women. My goal for this episode was really just to share with you the things that happen with men. Just because we're strong and just because we hold a lot of stuff in internally some of us are not okay and sometimes it goes deeper than hey just go see a therapist sometimes it goes deeper than let's just go to church it goes much much more deeper than that and my advice and my encouragement for all of you listening to this if you really feel that this is the person for you go down that journey with them go deep past the surface level of not just thinking oh this person just acting out and they don't i must not be the one no it's way deeper than that way deeper than that people don't act out because this person is not the one they act out because there's their own battles and challenges and traumas that they're dealing with internally 
Men don't ever make a mistake with doing anything outside of the partner or messing with other women because of them being, oh, this person is not the one. When we know they're not the one, we're able to walk away. There's other different deep, deep past surface level problems and traumas and issues that we need help with. And we need we all women to open up the communication, open up the space for us to be able to do that. Don't shame us. Open up the space and understand that we need y'all help. Hope you enjoyed this and I'll talk to y'all later. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.